0: The lesson is written in the 10th chapter of John, beginning with the first verse. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee for him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. This is the word of the Lord. When we consider God's word today, we come... Now, to the good word of the gospel in John chapter 10, and really, like we did uh, last week in John 6, we'll be walking through all of this chapter together as we consider God's promise for us. When we think about the different types of paths uh, that we walk on, even folks in a community like ours, we still have in small ways and big ways different uh, paths that we sometimes walk upon. Some of us spend time in God's creation, can't get enough of being in the outdoors or camping or spending time uh, partaking uh, that gift from God. And some of us would only go camping if it was in a four-star hotel, right? And then there would be some of us uh, who, among us, who probably in their adult life have never once written a check. Some of us would think that's strange and and even a little off-putting. How could someone uh, not do this normal, everyday thing? Or some of us would uh, think it might be also just as strange if we've never uploaded or downloaded from the cloud this Everyday kind of activity. How could you not have done that? Some of us have uh, spent our whole lives driving a a manual transmission and love it. And some of us have never uh, done anything near that. Some of us have, and the list goes on, sent an email with attachments. And some have never done that. We have different experiences, different walks, and different paths, even in the same community. And the list could go on and on. But there are some experiences, one in particular, that all of us share. All of us share in the human condition. And so as we together examine this person of interest, this one shared condition uh, should resonate for all of us, I think. And that is this, as we heard in the psalm today, all of us in some way, shape, or form have walked through the valley of the shadow of death. Suffering, difficulty, and hardship are a universal truth for the human condition, Just earlier this week, I received a notification from our YouTube channel, and I'm so grateful some of you are worshiping with us on YouTube right now, that we can be connected like this. But that message said, hey, it's the anniversary of your YouTube channel, and I remembered why, and why three years ago we started that channel a little bit sooner than we had first planned. Shared difficulty and suffering. Sometimes... That suffering is from our own doing. We ignore God's word and sin. And it brings about brokenness in our lives. Sometimes brokenness that we don't even see because we have ignored that part of God's word so completely until it rears its ugly head. Sometimes because of just simply mistakes that we've made. But suffering and hardship comes into our lives because of our own doing. Sometimes it enters our lives because of someone else. And their brokenness poured out upon us. Or maybe we experience uh, the difficulty of this life because of a condition in this world. The loss of a loved one the brokenness of the world around us. Now, I suspect for most of us, that first category is the most frequent, but either way, the valley is real. As one pastor will point out, it is, in fact, a real valley that the psalmist is referencing in Psalm 23, where the sun would only bring light at noontime, and most of the time, be covered in shadows and provide opportunities for bandits and robbers to cause trouble. But it was an unavoidable path, a valley you had to go through and trouble would be frequent. And that's true for our lives, isn't it? Frequently, trouble and hardship and suffering are unavoidable. But what we discover today, friends, is this truth as we come into John chapter 10, that we have a good shepherd who comes to us in the valley, who walks with us, even through the valley of the shadow of death, where we will not have to fear For he is with us. And this good shepherd, as we keep reading in John chapter 10, isn't just a good shepherd. It is the good shepherd. Jesus' claim here is more than figurative. Though there will be several allegories throughout this whole chapter of John 10. He gets really specific in verses 16 and following about what this really means. He wants us to know as he connects the dots that this good shepherd, talked about in Ezekiel 34 or Isaiah 49, is in fact the revealed true king of Israel. another way of looking at it if you think about that detective we've heard about throughout this series J. Warner Wallace it gives us a bit of the motive or mind of Jesus when we understand that he is our good shepherd who lays down his life for us he tells us that he and the father are one Now we know that those in his hearing that day knew what he was talking about. One of the reasons why we know that they were so clear on the claim that he was making is because when you get to the end of the chapter, you find out they tried to kill him, right? They knew exactly what he was claiming. It didn't mean that they liked it or believed it. For this conversation, uh, as it comes to its conclusion, is taking place in a, a famous location. And there, a theological debate would rage on Solomon's portico, a place that uh, we now know, not just by its description by first century historian Josephus, who called it magnificent and beautiful, but now affirmed, with archaeological evidence like this one, the Robinson Arch, where we can arch, where we can now, from that, measure and determine just how big that porch was. You see, Jesus comes to us in real places, at real time in history. Just as he references real history in the Old Testament with King David's song, and letting us know that he is that Good Shepherd, David, who we know wasn't just a figurehead, but was a person of history with this Tel Dan Steele now affirming the truth of the Bible, affirming David's reign in Israel, some archeological evidence. I share all this with you for one reason, that Jesus comes to us in the valley In the real world of history, he enters our history so he can transform it. This real Good Shepherd, the Good Shepherd, invites us to follow him, to follow him, to trust him and his word, and to listen to him as we heard in verse 6. We have a good shepherd whose voice we can listen to. Whose word will carry us through the valley. Who we can know and trust. In fact, in verses 14 and 15, we hear that word to know four times. We can have a real personal relationship with Jesus. We can know his voice and trust him. That's how we're to follow him. To trust every dot and every T crossed of his word to recognize his voice and then to follow this good shepherd because he lays down his life or in Greek as one scholar put it in English it might be better said to lay it on the line for us against every variant, against every foe. He looks after us because we are his. This is the shepherd that invites us to follow. He invites us to follow. The good shepherd. The one foretold, that would be the foretold king of Israel. This good shepherd is Jesus. And he calls us to follow and make no mistake in this passage to eternal life. It's a path that we can share as his followers, an invitation for us, but make no mistake also a challenge, one that was hard for some to receive, hard sometimes for us to receive. And as these pieces of evidence as we have talked about tumble together and we discover his motive of being for us. He also speaks the truth on that portico as they were about to celebrate the feast of dedication or what we would call today Hanukkah. The feast that celebrated uh, the return to authority over the temple and the miracle of the oil lasting all eight days of the festival. You see, that's the kind of revolution that those on that uh, porch of Solomon's were hoping for, that Jesus would uh, be the Messiah as he was claiming that would overthrow those who had authority over them and it would be another kind of revolution, but the revolution that Jesus had in mind, the Jesus revolution, came to bring something different, something greater, eternal life. By the way, interesting side note, it uh, struck me as we were uh, encountering this text, as you read about the festival of dedication, it was an extra biblical festival, it wasn't Uh, outside of this mentioning, wasn't in the Old Testament, but Jesus was about to celebrate it. Lest you ever wonder, uh, is it good and right to celebrate seasons like Advent or Lent that point to a greater truth that aren't in the Bible? Jesus is celebrating one himself. And so as we celebrate this season of Lent and get invited to hear the voice of the Good Shepherd, you might be saying, hmm, I'm not sure I've ever heard his voice. Maybe I'm one of those folks who he calls not his people, who he's inviting instead to come back to belief. But I would suggest this morning that You have heard his voice because you're here this day. Whether you got here because you clicked the wrong link on YouTube this morning. Or you got here because uh, someone nagged you. Or you came here uh, out of duty and practice, even wading through the fog of the time change. Or maybe you came here today on your last rope seeking your last hope. Well, maybe, just maybe, they'll say something in this valley that I'm walking through. Maybe the church will have something to say. That's the voice, all of them, of the Holy Spirit working to bring you into his presence. And he calls you by name every day to hear that voice revealed to us in his word. And so yes, that really is his voice gathering us together on this path in the footsteps of our good shepherd. And he invites us to a connection where we can know him and know his voice And trust him because he lays down his life for you. Do you want that kind of connection? Then remember the promise he gave you in your baptism. Or come before this font today and receive that gift of baptism if you've yet received it. For you can know him and trust him and hear his voice. We can trust him even in the valley of the shadow of death that so often is unavoidable. So let's, yes, yes, let's follow the path of the evidence as it leads us to this person of interest, Jesus. Let's pay attention to his motive. But let's let the Holy Spirit give us the gift of faith. So come, to Be baptized. Come and embrace that baptism anew in this season of Lent. Let's walk this path together, following our good shepherd. Amen.